Welcome to episode 17 of No Crying in Baseball. My name is Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth, who I think has been watching some TV. Yeah, and I don't watch TV. We don't have a TV. But on our calendar for weeks now, for this past Wednesday night, has been Big Poppy Needs a Job on the Fusion Network. And so I had Wait, to that's check a thing? it out. It's an actual show. Fusion Network is an actual network, although it seems a little sketchy to me from the promos that I saw of the other uh, shows on the network. They were a little weird. But I really... But this one's not. And and at this point, I have a vested interest in Fusion Network's future because I don't want this show to go away. Oh, my God. There's nothing better than watching David Ortiz try different professions and that's the whole gimmick of the show every week they're going to have him try two jobs this week it was the first one was a musician which he was damn good at and the second one was a manicurist which he (laughs) actually also got high reviews from and he was sweating he was very nervous with the manicure tools so i gotta recommend big poppy needs job he probably really doesn't but he's just having a fun time and i'll keep watching Wow. Well, let me tell you, along the lines of watching things on, on computer screens, right, because no television, mm-hmm. I thought that I was going to have to DNA check my kid the other day because she, she enjoys country music a lot more than I think she should because of the gene pool from which she comes, right? Mm-hmm. It just never happened in her house. And the other night, she, was, she wasn't coming upstairs to go to bed to school night. Why are you down there? What are you watching? Oh, I'm watching um, baseball highlights. Cool. What baseball highlights? Well, all of last season, like, she is my child. Awesome. I am sure of this. So no no DNA test actually required. I do, however, have a bone to pick with our fact checker. What happened? Our fact checker let me down. Our fact che- checker let me get away with saying that, that prospective members of the Baseball Hall of Fame are on the ballot for five years. And then if they don't make it in five years, they fall off the ballot. It's 10 years, and I knew that. I had the five years right for you have to be, you know, retired for five years. And then I just said the same five years again. So who's that fact checker? But, you know, you said it with such authority that I did not question it for one minute. Well, lying with exact figures is actually one of my superpowers. You're good at it. Wait, do we have a fact checker? We're going to work on that. Okay, so we don't. Okay, all right. then. So it's my own darn fault, and I'm sorry about that. Moving on to this week, in which we will make no errors in fact, in factual information. Oh, shit. There's the pressure. <laughs> pressure. Here we go. So I think we had things that actually happened. There were trades. There was action. Hey, the hot stove heated up. Tell and the me. brewers are going bingo. They had a big week in the brewers. And and part of it should be a little bit of a relief for you because they got Yelich, but not at the expense of your boyfriend. My boyfriend gets to stay. Yeah. And, and we could make fun of, of Jeter again for our little Jeter segment, but actually this trade is going down as favorable for Jeter. People are saying good things about him. He's getting four really hot prospects, and so maybe this Marlins rebuilding, he'll be able to come back and laugh at us a little bit. Meanwhile, Real Muto is stuck there now by himself as far as the long-term dudes. You, know, you got to feel bad for him. The Nats were looking at him for a little while, but then now they've, they've turned elsewhere, so we can't even help him from here in your nation's capital. We'll see what happens. And we didn't pick him as our boyfriend, so there's just no saving the poor guy. But not <laughs> only did the Brewers get Yelich, but they got Lorenzo Cain, Low Cain, which is my... <laughs> boyfriend from last week, Salvi's bromance buddy, right? The guy who he was on all the Instagrams with. So Salvi is sad. 
But Locrane has gotten a huge offer, the most in Brewer's history, $80 million for five years. So that should be pretty good, especially in this situation right now we have that's not going always in the the player's favor, although we have another good story about that today. Um, And he's doing well. Not only has he got big bucks, but he has this complex situation of no trade uh, policy where different no trade rights where different years he has more say in where he gets traded. And it's a limited number of teams the first year, more limited the second year, that kind of thing. The important thing for that is with $80 million in five years, I think he can make the long-distance bromance work with Salvi. I think it's going to turn out okay for them. That's And there's always social media. And the last part of the Brewers that I just have to mention is, hey, 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 it's it's Matt Albers. Albers. And he's moving to the Brewers from our beloved Nationals. At one point, he was on the Red Sox. And I think just everywhere, we've just had to... uh, Giggle a little bit about the guy he's had his eyes. He did really well with the Nats, actually. He was great with the Nats. Compared to the Red Sox, way better with the Nats. I'm a little sorry to see him go. So the Brewers have him for two years. He's getting up there in age. He's actually going to be the second oldest Brewer, second to uh, Braun, who we talked about last week, Ryan Mm -hmm. Braun, who is obviously being preserved by all those steroids. So he's going (laughs) to be hanging on for a while. But here comes uh, Matt Albers. That's that's sad for us. Great for them. The Brewers, have re- they're going to be a team to watch. They're absolutely going to be a team to watch. Um, I have a couple of a couple of things that happened this week. One, I'll talk about more in a minute. But the thing that I'm obsessing about from this past week is the Cleveland Indians are going to sort of eliminate Chief Wahoo. I am Wahoo. so excited, but I got more details later. That's it's good, but not the best thing. But there are other sort of housekeeping details in Major League Baseball that we've touched on before that I want to touch on one more time because new things have happened. Um, A few weeks ago, we said that more teams were extending their protective netting past the dugouts. Now it's official. Every single Major League team will have that protective netting that goes from the batter's box. It'll go at least as far as the dugouts, every team by opening day. Wow. Last time you mentioned it, there were a few teams that were holdouts, There were still three or four that were holdouts, but now now it's a rule. They all have to have it at least that far. Some teams extend it much farther past the dugouts, but that's the that's the the low limit for that. There's also one more very weird little uh, housekeeping thing. We talked about pace of game, pace of play, and the pull pitch clock thing. Now it's changed again. Now MLB is dangling a weird little carrot in front of the players. The commissioner's office says, we won't institute a pitch clock this year if you guys, you players, if you keep the average game time under two hours and 55 minutes. Why didn't they just say three hours? I, I <laughs> That's a very good question. Because Seriously? It, that five minutes counts because it's, it's only about 10 or 12 minutes um, shorter than the average game time was last year. And they really do think that 10 minutes is going to make a difference and all these fans are going to come running. But they said, if you keep this average game time down to this new time, two hours and 55 minutes, we won't punish you with a pitch clock. But if you don't, next year we're going to institute one. And next year we're going to have a different time limit that's going to be shorter. And if you don't make, if you don't meet that, we're going to institute more things. I, I love MLB's attempt at positive discipline before coming in with the hammer. Like, first they're giving the incentive, and then if you fuck up, we're just going to start start punishing you. Just yeah. sit in the corner. You have a timeout. Yeah, so it's, so they can say, you know, it's it's your own fault. It's your own fault, players. You had a chance. 
I think they just wanted it to sound like two hours. Because if you say two hours and 50, that's the It's like two charging two ninety nine instead of three right. bucks for something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, tell me about money with your boyfriend, Pookie. So huge relief. Things are okay. And Pookie will be with the Red Sox. The shocker is that the arbitrators took his number. And he's getting paid $10.5 million. The Red Sox wanted to pay him 7.5. Where I think the fact checker screwed up with me for our last episode is... I kind of assume that when you sit down in an arbitration table that the arbitrator gets to say, all right, you say this much, you say this much, let's find something in the middle. Like it's an actual negotiation. That's kind of what I thought, but apparently I was wrong because they just pick which one, or at least that's what was reported in this case, that that was the decision between Pookie's number and the Red Sox number. And they went for Pookie, and this is a huge, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, harbinger, harbinger for things to come, like good sign. Did I say that right? Go with that. Okay, I'm going to go with it. Remember the line with exact figures? Say it with confidence and move on. Harbinger of things to come because his agency, legacy agency, also has a couple of your boyfriends, Scope, Scope, here I go with the pronunciation, and Springer. That one I got. Two guys who could be making big bucks as well because things are going this way. So I hope they do. I'm super happy for Pookie anyway. The last thing that we're still playing with this week is our pal Yu Darvish, and he is still holding out. And it turns out what he wants, he wants like Steven Strasburg levels of contract, which is $175 million and seven years, and he's not going to get it. And he's been offered $100 million and five years, and he's not budging. He is not blinking. So I'm still curious to see, is he going to hold out through spring training? I mean, he's, he's got no home right now. Yeah, you know, if I could break into song, Crazy For You would be the one that would That is the right, right one now, for the I right time. I just can't quite nail the tune. So, Last week I didn't do so well, so I'm not going to even attempt. And it's the, the Brewers are the number one who we've been just talking about, so... You know, there could be a move there, and the Brewers are totally going to be, all of a sudden, the team to beat. It's time for boyfriends. We're starting with the twins. Who you got? Does that mean we get double boyfriends? We get double the boyfriends, double the fun. There we go. So... I was thinking, I don't know much about twins, and I opened twins, and I looked for familiar names, which is my usual first tact, and I saw Sano, and I thought, oh, that's familiar, and then I was like, oh, fuck, that's familiar because we talked about how he was a sexual harasser in a previous episode. Not going to pick him. Crossed him off. then the next name that jumped out at me uh, was uh, Joe Maurer who another face of the franchise and I think I'm sort of settling in you know I had a couple of bad boys as as we were going along but I kind of like these stable guys now they're really intriguing and you can't get much more stable than Maurer he's at first base now but he was catcher long time and actually I hadn't been following the twins so closely didn't realize that he had moved it was because of a concussion he had a really bad concussion in 2013. He was out for a while. And basically, the doctor said, I really recommend you not being catcher because if you get another hit like that, it could be serious damage. So luckily, the team was willing to work with him because he's such a solid Twins player. And they moved him over to first base where he's been still hitting. He's doing well. And he he's solid face of the franchise. He was actually born in St. Paul. He went to high school in St. Paul. He was drafted by the Twins in 01, so he went through their minor system and came up in 04, and he's still there. And he even has twin daughters. So how much cuter can you get? You know, and he's still hitting. He was first, his average was first in the American League 
a while ago, a minute ago, in 08 and 09. But in 17, he was seventh, which is still pretty fighting for That's spectacular, a 34-year-old yeah. guy, which is right in my age range. So <laughs> Your age range is a moving target. It's a pretty Which good. I appreciate. I, I, I get that. I completely get that. Just to give him a few more creds, that he was um, MVP of the American League in 09. He was an all-star six times, wow. silver slugger five times, golden glove three times, and a showing in the home run derby. So... All those things together seems like a nice, solid guy for me to have in my in my ranks. I like it. I think that's a very good choice. I went the other way. I went with the young guys for, for actually both of the boyfriends that I'm talking about Ooh, today. Ooh, check you out. I, well, On the scene. I, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the raw talent and I want to see where this goes. So I chose Byron Buxton, who's 24-year-old center fielder. And this guy puts the sexy in defense is sexy. I have um, a video that I'm going to post of all of his spectacular catches out in center field. It's all about collisions. He is so focused on making the play and saving that home run that's going to go over the wall. He throws himself into the walls. Unfortunately, he also has thrown himself into other players, which has been a horrible accidents and has knocked him out for months at a time. Wow. I was thinking, wow, he does all this and doesn't get hurt. You know, these twenty-four-year-olds are, they're, you know, they're, what are they made out of? You know, their 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 bones aren't actually bones yet; they're still cartilage. I don't know. He's bouncing. Up. But then I find out that he actually did spend a lot of time in, in and out of the um the DL, in previous years. Not so much this past year. Doesn't seem to be slowing him down though. That video was mesmerizing. I mean, talk about fearless and just height and like diving. Both he's got every direction going on. And he's kind of cute. So that doesn't hurt. It, oh, it, he's in amazing it's, shape. It's, oh, e- my it's God. easy on the eyes. He's easy on the eyes. So he actually debuted in the major leagues in 2015, but very briefly because he started getting hurt. So 2017, this past season, was his first full season as a twin. Golden Glove. I keep saying it. Gold Glove. I will never be able to just say Gold Glove right the first oh, time. did I fuck that up too? And, no, you I had think it right. I did. Did you I say told, it? No, okay. you had it right. And Platinum Glove, which I didn't know was a thing until you told me about it a, a few weeks ago. And here it comes again. And here it comes again. So it must be true. He was also Major League Baseball's Defensive Player of the Year for 2017. Sexy. That's in his rookie, sexy. In his full, like, first full rookie year. He did have kind of a crappy first half of the season batting. 195, which absolutely sucks. But then he turned it around. He changed his his batting stance. He he tuned things up. And um, after the break, he hit after the All Star break, he hit 309. Whoa! So his average for the year is you know like 250 something. But the second half of the year, he was hitting 309. What a jump! What a jump! And he can jump. You've seen it. You'll yeah. you'll see you will see a video of him jumping. He's also incredibly fast. Um, Statcast has him as the fastest player in the entire league loves that cast and the most amazing in- bit of information about how fast he is he had an inside the park home run this year it was the fastest ever recorded inside the park home run Uh-oh. he rounded the entire base all the bases 13.85 seconds that's crazy that's unreal that is unreal and also his catching as you saw was just spectacular and they classify catches by um, by difficulty and it, because of how far you have to go or how far you have to reach. And there's something called a four-star catch. Those are the ones that make the highlight reel. He's number one in the league at four-star catches, the success rate, how many of those he actually makes. Second place is your boy Pookie. Ooh. He's, his um, 
Buxton's rate is 12% better than Pookie. That's the difference between first and second place. Does that mean he'll get 12% more than $10.5 million the first time he goes into arbitration? I'm, I think Maybe. he wants more than that, but that's a good place to start. That's a good bargaining chip right there. So he came up as playing all the sports in high school. He was uh, He played basketball. He played football. He was all state in football. And he played baseball in high school. He was actually a pitcher in his senior year. He went 10 and 1 for the season as the pitcher. Wow. And he had a 99 mile per hour fastball. He plays outfield now. He's that's crazy. not a pitcher, but that's what he did in high school. He also hit 513 and stole 37 bases in 38 games. So that was pretty spectacular. He, of course, got a full-ride scholarship to the University of Georgia, but he turned it down to sign with the Twins. He married his high school sweetheart, and the thing that almost turned me off of him is that his son is named Brixton Buxton. That's that's cruel. It is cruel. I, and that's really hard it to do cruel. to your kid. It is cruel. And then when I saw Bricks. that, I thought, okay, let me look at this highlight video again. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep him. Yeah, that's the nickname would be Bricks. That's weird. Yeah. It's just, you don't want to say the whole thing in a row. Yeah. It's just not good. BB. BB. Oh, you got a B. You, you, have, a, you, have, you have a B for your, your Rockies boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Charlie Blackman, 31-year-old center fielder, fielder, another face of the franchise. I would have picked him if you didn't. Always been a Rocky. He's been a Rocky the whole time. He actually also pitched in, um, in college, and he wasn't great, so they pointed <laughs> him Toward, but they didn't think he was going to be a good batter. And Wait, some, he wasn't a good pitcher or a good batter? Well, it wasn't looking too good, but but he surprisingly knocked one out of the park on like his first time up for when he was being position player. So they thought, ah, oh, we'll make this transition. And he kept doing that. I mean, he's now known for his bat. He's got quite a bat. He led the National League in average, batting average in 2017. Been an all-star twice, a silver slugger twice, and had a showing in the home run derby last year. Yeah, didn't get did. too far, but fun to watch. And he's the leadoff. And that's he's just known as being the first guy out there. You can count on him for getting on base. Then there's his look, which is what really brought me to him. That beard, he's been growing since 2013. What happened in 2013? The Red Sox won the World Series with the bearded wonders. Everybody on the Red Sox had grown a beard. I remember it and well. And he actually was inspired by that. So that has drawn, it to, drawn him to me. And it happened about the same time that he was traveling to Australia. So he was traveling, didn't want to shave anyway, and then just didn't do it again. Is he going to keep this beard until he wins the World Series? Because So boy. that's the kind of thing is that once you're – like it's working. It's and a commitment, And he's even right? said that. Like it's working. He's been doing well since he started growing the beard. And that was actually a big turnaround point in his career. Gonna keep it. He's kind of a nutty guy. I mean, he, well, the mullet is actually priceless. A lot of people just think he has long hair because of the baseball hat. Mm. But we'll put on this little uh, video clip of him uh, flipping his mullet. Well, he's sort of trying to flip his mullet. Trying to it flip his It does not come natural to him, yeah. like his swing does. Yeah. Um, he, he So he's quirky. He still drives the same car that he drove in high school. It's a Jeep why? from 2004. Why? 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 He likes it. It's, I, he obviously doesn't need to, but there's all sorts of pictures of his car on his Instagram and him comparing himself to Forrest Gump when he was growing his beard and hair. And actually, the likeness is pretty uncanny. 
And he fishes trout. And that part does not endear me to him, but it's in his Instagram <laughs> a lot. And what's his Instagram name? Oh, Chuck Nasty. Nas- nasty, but N-A-Z-T-Y. Nasty. Nasty. Wow. Yeah. Wild guy. I'm starting to feel like I'm okay with you taking Blackman, and, and I'll take my, my guy. All right, you go. I'm going to go. And I'm going to tell you that actually Charlie Blackman has been mentoring my guy with batting a little bit. So they do have a relationship. So I went with Trevor Story, who's 25, another young guy. He is a shortstop. I feel a little funny about that because Ian Desmond is on this team. And my first relationship with Ian Desmond was knowing him as the shortstop for the Nationals several years ago. So seeing him on a team where he's not the shortstop is kind of hard. But Trevor Story's actually a pretty interesting kid. He um, made his major league debut in 2016. But it was a shortened season because he he did something to a ligament in his thumb in August. So he stopped. That was it for the rest of the season. But in that shortened season, April through the end of July, he set the National League record for home runs by a rookie shortstop. In that shortened season, he hit the 27 home runs. The, The people he beat had played the entire season. And he beat them. He's also, he's also had this weird little home run um, series that's, that's gotten him on lots of record book listings. Like, he's the only major league ball player in history to homer in each of his first four games. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. He also holds the record for the most home runs in first six games. He has seven home runs in the first six games he played in the majors. So even with that short season, he still finished with 101 hits and 72 RBIs, which is a pretty reasonable set of numbers for the entire season. Trevor Story's 2017 season was a lot less stellar on offense. His bat was kind of asleep, but his defense was turned way up. His defense was so much better than it was the previous year that he was still really important to their winning games because his glove was just so good. In fact... His 11 defensive runs saved above average, yes, a stat for everything, right? This is a shortstop stat, right? Was the best among all National League shortstops. Just like my, my twins boyfriend, he played football in high school, along with playing baseball in high school, and he also turned down a full-ride scholarship. His was going to be to um, Louisiana State University in order to sign with the Rockies. I see a pattern. This I happens do. a lot. And this is weird for me because I'm like, you know, the the I believe go to college, do that, you know, right. get, have your options open, and these guys are all signing early, but it's currently working out for them. But cool background for him. His mom runs a food bank. And his dad is a fireman and a paramedic. Wow. So he kind of comes from a family of service. So he grew up, you know, working with his mom on a volunteer basis and, you know, being really impressed with his dad. In fact, he said if it wasn't for baseball, he would want to be a fireman and a a paramedic like his dad. Wow. Which is pretty great. And I read one little thing about him that I really liked was it's very easy to make him laugh. And he says, I make a lot of people who aren't funny think they're funny. Hey, he could listen to our (laughs) podcast. We should totally write to him. Let's talk about mascots. Oh, I have things to say about mascots. We haven't done mascots in a while. And there's some mascot news. Um, your favorite team, the Braves, have... <laughs> I love it when you use irony. <laughs> there we go. They, here's some more. They have a cool new mascot. His name, his, I guess I'm assuming here. Their name is Blooper. <laughs> and, 
I like your pronoun choice. That's so excellent. I think I think blooper is probably non-gendered. Blooper, according to a reporter from the Philly Voice, Blooper looks like the love child of the Philly fanatics, so they're taking a little bit of credit there, and the Houston Astros orbit. So you just have to see the picture, which I'm sure we're going to be posting, of Blooper to appreciate it. And you think to yourself, why would the Braves do this? Why would they do this? Well, apparently their last mascot, who I hadn't heard of, whose name Homer, was just one of those baseball head mascots, a little bit of a Mr. Met ripoff and whoever else has them. The Reds have that too, yeah. So they're looking for something a little bit more unique, but they went with blooper. With blooper. Yeah. How how about, do we have some more mascots? We have, and how to begin. Yeah. How to begin. I grew up outside of Cleveland. I am an Indians fan since birth. It's, It's hereditary. The Indians announced this week that they are finally getting rid of their horrible, horrible mascot, Chief Wahoo. I'm so happy. I can start buying Indians gear again. That's huge celebration. It yeah. is huge. And then and then you read the second paragraph in every one of these stories about getting rid of Chief Wahoo. Well, number one, Cleveland is going to host the All-Star Game in 2019. The, the news is they're getting rid of Wahoo on their uniforms and in the stadium for starting in the 2019 season. Do you mm-hmm. see some coincidence? coincidence there, right? I am torn about all of this because okay, so the, why why can't they do that this year? Right. Why can't they just not put up those signs? Why can't they take down the signs they've already got? They have baseball caps with the block C on them, which weirdly they use for away games, but not home games. Just don't use the ones with Wahoo. They they could do a lot of these things already this year. But apparently they're going to wait an entire season to um, to sort of walk back some of the racism. Great. It's going to be a windfall for them both ways. An interesting thing that they're doing is they're maintaining the trademark on Wahoo. And there is sort of a, a good reason. And then there's the greed reason. The good reason is if they don't maintain the trademark, somebody else can pick it up and create all kinds of Wahoo merchandise and flood the market with Wahoo stuff. But they also, in order to keep it, they have to produce some, they have to, Wahoo has to be visible sometime. So there, you see where this is going. That's a little ugly. So they are going to create, they can still create merchandise. They can't sell it through MLB, but they can still sell merchandise, right? So Wahoo is not really going away. It's just, he's just going away on the uniforms and on the official stadium signage. And that totally backs up your concept that they should do this now and not next year. Because when you first said it, I was like, well, they're just trying to get rid of all the shit that they've printed and they want to sell it in the store. But if they're going to keep selling it, then why not just change the dudes on the field's uniform for this year? That's not too tough. Right. Exactly that. And they are. it's going to be a windfall for them both ways because people like me who, who have not purchased a Cleveland Indians piece of gear for decades now because of Wahoo will start buying Indians gear again. So, yay, you've got my money back. And everybody else is doing just what you said. They're going to be, you know, I don't want to lose Wahoo, so I'm going to buy all the Wahoo stuff I can get my hands on. So they're going to be big financial winners about all of this. selling it on eBay. It <laughs> could be. That's probably not a bad idea. Yes. This I was just going to say the coolest thing is if this actually coincides with I, I don't want to say winning. Well, they've already they were just in the World Series with with the Cleveland Indians doing better because then maybe the Less Redskins racism would, more right, success. Exactly. Sure. 
Sure. Well, one of the interesting things I saw was a split second, a split second after the announcement came out that Wahoo was going, the articles about, well, what about the name? Are you keeping the name of the Indians? Still came up. So that one, I think, is going to be a much longer conversation. Yes. But it, it didn't take more than a second and a half for that to start appearing. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on this. I'm very glad to see Wahoo go. I I, I think I'm in the majority of the world, but not the majority of people who were born outside of Cleveland for feeling that way. And that is what I'm sticking with. You have a hotline to that. And I'm excited that we have some baseball to watch. The Caribbean series beginning today. And the other thing that we're going to be doing the rest of the week, besides watching the Caribbean series, is trying to figure out how we're going to manage Yankees boyfriends, which is going to be so hard for both me and the potty mouth. Probably not so hard to figure out Cubs boyfriends, but that's what you'll be hearing from us next week. I think it's going to be hard in the other direction for Cubs. Many potential An Cubs embarrassment of riches boyfriends. of boyfriends. That is, yeah. And oh boy, Yankees. Going to have to put in a call on that one. And so close to spring training. How close are we? This is crazy. I just opened this. 11 days. Oh 11 God. four hours, four minutes, 40 something seconds until we see baseball. Wait a minute. You said 11 days. That's less than two weeks. That means there is there only one more episode of No Crying in Baseball between now and when spring training starts? Shit. That means we need to do some planning for what we're going to do. I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. Until you get to that point, 11 days and change from now, please make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We love hearing from you on our Facebook page, and we hope you hear us every single week. Say good night, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. I have no eggs. There are no eggs for you. Exactly. I was egging him on. <laughs> oh!